To close off the first segment of our evening, Kathy Sutliff will return to the Next to Normal stage. Kathy reports that she is married to a wonderful man and they have two cats, Ike and Rita. She also volunteers at the Humane Society of Central Illinois and wants to encourage people to encourage their friends to spay and neuter their pets, especially important for those animals who spend time outside. There are discounted clinics available. You probably talk to Heidi about how, where you can get that done. Um, and it makes everyone happier. Uh, when Kathy was asked what her animal would be, she said uh, she would like the life of, of a domesticated cat, a warm place to sleep with meals provided. Let's welcome Kathy Sutliff. So I'm gonna talk about Jackson the dog. Now anyone who knows me and knows my husband Brian knows that of course I have to talk about Jackson the dog. If you were anywhere in downtown Normal in the 1990s, you knew Jackson the dog. Now there are other great cat, uh, uh, animals in our life, such as Zelda the cat and, and Ike from Texas and, and Rita and a bruiser, but um, none of them had the the popularity of Jackson the dog. Jackson was um, a fixture in downtown Normal. Even if you'd never been to Babbitt's books, you would have seen Jackson the dog. He was gorgeous, first of all, so it was really hard to miss him. He was a beautiful redhead golden retriever whose coat just shone in the sun. But the thing about Jackson was is that he was so happy. When you saw him walking down the street, he always had his leash in his mouth and he had a, a, a light step as he's trotting along and his tail's wagging behind him. He never met a person he didn't like. Everybody was his best friend. And so he was just a great guy to be around. People would stop just to, walk him, uh, to watch him walk by. And then they'd come on over and say, can we pet your dog? He was, he was a very popular guy. The thing about Jackson was is that he was a working dog. Not the regular kind of working dog you think, but he was a shop dog. He was the greeter at Babbitt's Books. So if you came on in the door, he'd come on over and, and, and greet you and see how you're doing. He'd give you a quick gender check, nose to the crotch. If you had a short skirt on, you had to be careful. And then he'd let you go and, and browse around amongst the books. And then he'd come back later, see how you're doing, see if you found your book you wanted. Make sure you pat him on the head. And then when he was tired, he'd go and sit behind the counter. That was his life. He loved his life. He would get up in the morning, he'd go to work, he'd greet people, he'd go home, go to bed, do it all over again. He loved what he did. We got Jackson just quite by accident, actually. He was a stray with another dog, and one of Brian's employees had found them. But when she couldn't find the owners of the dogs, she decided she was going to keep one, she couldn't keep them both. And when we got there, we had honestly thought that we were going to get um, the little um, terrier, but she decided she wanted the smaller dog and we could have the bigger dog. And that was Jackson. And that was fine, but he was a big dog. He was 75 pounds. And he had a lot of oomph behind him. So um, with a big dog, of course, you want him to walk him a lot. So a lot of people would come into the store and volunteer to walk Jackson the dog, which was great because he needed the exercise. But there was one girl, uh, a college student named Patty, who would like to come and, and bring Jackson and take him for a walk in the quad, which was great, but she liked to chase squirrels with Jackson. And Brian would say, don't chase squirrels, it's not a good idea. Oh, but Jackson loves to chase squirrels. Don't chase squirrels, it's not a good idea. So one day, Patty comes back after walking Jackson uh, on the quad and with her brand new sequin ball cap on, and she is covered with mud from the top of that ball cap all the way down one side, all the way down to her shoes, because she was chasing squirrels on the quad with Jackson. 
And he was so strong that he dragged her through the mud, knocked her off her feet, and dragged her through the mud right through the quad. I think that was the last day she ever chased squirrels with Jackson. <laughs> From there, though, he was also a really fast dog. And, well, one time I let him off the leash, and he caught a scent, and he was gone, bolted. My heart was in my throat. I thought I'd lost him for sure. So that never happened again. But he was fast in other ways as well. One night, we woke up in the middle of the night, and we could hear all the animals running from one end of the house to the other. Oh, something was up. So we get up, we turn on the lights, and there's a bat in the second floor. Oh, geez. So the cats, of course, thought this was great sport. They, their eyes were as big as saucers. They're like, yeah! And Jackson, he was kind of long for the ride, but he, he wasn't quite sure what to think about it all until all of a sudden the bat came swooping down between all of us right through the middle of the room, and Jackson leaped forward and caught the bat in his mouth. Now, before anyone gets upset about this, he was a golden retriever, right? They were bred to hold on to things softly and so not to damage the, uh, the item that they were retrieving. So he had a very gentle grip. So the bat was in his mouth, except for the head, which was sticking out between his lips. And it was screaming for its life. Jackson didn't know what to do. He'd never caught anything before. So he's sitting there. He looks at Brian. He goes, what do I do? And Brian looks at him. He goes, spit it out. So he spits the bat out. And it kind of wobbles about because it doesn't know what to do. It gets, gains its, um, its bearings again and then takes off, which was fine. We got the bat out later, and that's another story. But Jackson, I don't think I have ever seen him move that fast. Now he is, though, he was... <laughs> He was a gentle soul. He wouldn't hurt a fly at all. I take that back, he hated flies. He snapped at flies, he hated them. But he wouldn't hurt anything else. He was a sweetheart. And so well, <laughs> there was a girl who lived upstairs above the bookstore who decided she was going to introduce her little kitten to, to Jackson. It was a seven-week-old kitten that was no bigger than a softball. So Jackson was so excited, his new best friend. So he went in there and got his nose in there, and the poor kitten saw this big red thing coming down and swiping at it. He was trying to take down Jackson, and Jackson couldn't understand why his new best friend wasn't loving him at all. So you know, the cat had to disappear, and Jackson was heartbroken for about five minutes till he met his next new best friend. So being the kind dog that he was, we were quite surprised when animal control showed up. And they came in, the gentleman came in and said he wanted to see the dog. And Brian looked at him and said, what do you want to see the dog for? And he said, well, we had a report that there's a vicious dog in the store. And Brian looked at him and he said, you mean that dog? And he pointed across the, uh, across the counter and there on the floor were two little blonde-haired girls with their feet out in front of them sitting on the floor. But Jackson splayed across them with belly up to the world and they were playing with his ears and his paws. And the guy looked at the girls and then he looked at the dogs and he sighed, and he goes, that's what I thought. I'll tell him it was a false report. Jackson was a sweetheart. He wouldn't have hurt a fly. <laughs> but he liked to go to work every day, and that was his life. And so the day that he didn't want to go into work anymore, we knew it was his last. So Brian said, come on, boy. Time to go. And he looked at Brian, and he sighed, and he put his head back down. And so we cried. And the vet came, and Jackson went to sleep. But he was so well-known and so well-loved that he got an obituary in the pantograph. <laughs> a picture of him in all his red glory in Bill Flick's column. And uh, many, many people commented on it. And over 10 years later, even when the shop was changing hands, people still asked, where's the dog? 
Well, the people always realize that dogs only live a short time. And if we're lucky, we get to spend that time with them. Thank you.